When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about, well, a trio of things. Technically, I started the show talking about Carlos Correa and the latest uh, report from John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, both saying that the Twins talks have heated up. And I guess for the first time in a couple of weeks or a few weeks, it feels like Correa to the Mets might not be happening after all. Not to say that it won't happen or it isn't going to happen. But it feels like, at least right now, that it could go in another direction as we continue to wait it out. Please, mercy, just end this thing. Throw in the damn towel. So we're talking about Correa, and then we got into uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets and what they need to do. And just to reiterate, I'll hit it home again. I'm sure you're going to be sick and tired of hearing it by now. But uh, while you were sleeping, we discuss it. Got to bring it up now while you're awake, maybe. That... The Jets need to stay the course here. I know it is refreshing to say that everybody should be fired or this guy should be fired and they need to get rid of that guy. But there's a reason why the Jets have been ruining quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. They are a an organization without stability. And whether you believe Salah is the guy or not, whether you believe Wilson is the guy or not, Joe Douglas is the one who was allowed to make those decisions. He brought those guys in. See it out. There were positive signs this year. It wasn't like it was with Adam Gase where you knew that, you knew pretty early on that, oh, wow, this guy's terrible. He may be one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. Matter of fact, I think he is. That's not this. They're still building towards something here. And the way that the season played out was way worse than their actual record at the end of the season. I think if people told you the Jets would have seven wins, you would probably be like, okay, yeah, I mean, I I think that's, you might even think that that's exceeding expectations. But the way that it went with the inconsistencies throughout the team, and then, of course, the horrific quarterback play from Zach Wilson and the lack of development there, those are problems. But they need to stay the course. Sala needs to be the head coach again, and they need to figure out how to develop Zach Wilson. For me, my formula would be to bring in Matt Ryan. Now, if you want to blow that whole thing up and try to go get Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I guess you could make the case where Rodgers could uh, you know, be here for a year and then you have Wilson learn under him too. So maybe that would be a, a, a best-case scenario where you get the you know one of the best, if not the best, quarterback available and have Wilson still learn. But to me, it's about developing Wilson. That's the only way out of it. Garoppolo is not. Carr is not. I like Lamar Jackson a lot, but I don't even trust him to stay healthy at this point, which is why I go to Matt Ryan, assuming he gets cut by the Colts. Anyway, the Jets organizational um, structure needs some stability. So that's what they should be doing here as they wrap up another disappointing season in typical Jets fashion. 
same old Jets. Well, you know what? To get rid of the same old Jets, maybe they should change some things up, and that means staying the course for a change. The Giants don't need to change anything right now as they're getting set for their wild card matchup on Sunday afternoon, 4.30 to be exact. How great is it? You know, look, they had a terrific season. We've talked about it all year long. Dable and what he's done for this team. Daniel Jones, what he has done under Brian Dable. Saquon Barkley bouncing back in a big way. You know, the Giants are playing smart football. Nothing is going to excite you about their style of play. I mean, Barkley occasionally, but outside of that, it's not like they're an exciting team. You look at the team and you say, well, where's their great strength? Outside of coaching, their greatest strength is not beating themselves. They're a smart football team that generally does not beat themselves. Now, we're going to find out how far that's going to be able to take them. But they've overachieved already. And going into Minnesota, that's a game that, at least on paper, is a very winnable game. A few weeks back, they played him close. Giants are getting healthier now on defense with Jackson coming back, Ojalari coming back, Leonard Williams coming back. They should have those guys who they didn't have um, for the entire game of uh, you know week 16 in Minnesota. But just exciting to think about the year that they had and that you have now a week to build up and get excited about that playoff game. That's what it's about. It's been far too long for both the Jets and the Giants. And now at least we have one with the Giants here. The number one thing that they need to do this week is just don't go on a boat anywhere. Stay away from parties in Miami and all that. Not that I think that that would happen under Dable, but, you know, with McAdoofus, anything was possible. And, you know, assuming the Giants stay focused here, which I think they will... It's going to be exciting to watch them take the field in Minnesota with a chance to win in the wild card weekend and maybe advance their season and do some even more special things. I don't know if I think they're going to yet. I mean, look, it's only Tuesday, so we'll have some picks later on in the week, but it's just great knowing, first of all, the whole slate is awesome. I don't care if they're great matchups on paper or not. The standalone playoff games, like I was even into it week 18 when you had the Chiefs and Raiders and then the Jaguars and Titans. These are, I mean, this is what it's all about. The two best weekends in sports this wild card weekend, followed up by the divisional round. These are weekends where, I got to watch what I say here. It's 412, but uh, how can I say this without being blunt or harsh or critical of my current uh, marital status? Um, these are weekends where <sighs> you need to be available to watch the games. Is that clean enough? You know what I mean. I don't have to say it. You know what I'm talking about. You need to be able to watch all these games. This is it. You want to dive in. No restrictions. Whether you're betting on the games, whether you're just watching them, whether you do a little fantasy playoff pool, whatever it may be, a little uh, playoff pool in general. It doesn't have to be fantasy. This is it. This is what it's all about. Playoff games galore. Six playoff games in three days. Does not get much better than that. Oh, and then you can do it all again the following weekend. 877-337-6666. Frank is calling from East Islip. What's up, Frank? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you, Frank? Good. How are you? Yeah, um, I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, yesterday. Sal, uh, I didn't hear the press conference, but I was reading some blogs and stuff like that. They're open to bringing in a uh, 
a veteran presence. And one of the names they threw out there, I don't know if you heard, was like a Gary Kubiak type to come in mm-hmm. and maybe mentor uh, LaFleur a little bit and just be another another set of eyes or, or a mouthpiece to throw it off and stuff like that. What, what do you think about bringing in a veteran presence like that? Yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, the more the merrier to me. That, that's not going to be the end of it, but I like the idea of bringing in Kubiak. Obviously, he's a perfect fit, and thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in. He's a perfect fit for what they want to do. And, you know, you talk about the offense there, Kubiak familiar with that. Um, he he would fit that mold perfectly. The veteran guy that's had success before, been a head coach, obviously been a successful coordinator. He can help both Sala and LaFleur. So if they could get that done, I think that that's an asset to the organization. Bridget is calling from Stanford, Connecticut. What's up, Bridget? Hi, Sal. First of all, thank you so much. You are amazing. Always love your energy early in the morning. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. And totally agree with you on these two weekends. These are weekends where if you have a birthday party, sorry, I'm not going. If you have a wedding, forget it. I'm not going to be there. This is this is when you got to be focused as a sports fan, and it's great NFL football, and I'm a Giants fan, so I'm super, super excited. Even better when your team is playing it. That's the only thing better, exactly. right? Even if your team's exactly. not in it, it's great, but it's even better when your team's playing in it. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not getting overconfident, but I'm just, I'm just being hopeful, being hopeful. That's, that's the most important thing. But wanted to talk to you about the phrase cutting the mustard. Okay, yeah, educate us. This, this is my understanding. I could be completely wrong, but this is my understanding, is that the phrase is about uh, cutting the intensity of the flavor of the mustard. Hmm. So... Your your what what cuts that and which of course that can apply to anything we we use that phrase to say well that's just not going to do it that's not good enough so you wouldn't pair mustard with something that's equally as tart or tangy again I could be wrong right but my flavor my, my understanding is it's not a literal cutting with a knife it's actually cutting the intensity of the flavor interesting i like it that makes, makes a little more sense makes right more sense right yes exactly exactly so again Sal, thank you love the energy love listening keep keep doing what you're doing you guys thank are you. awesome well, you got thank a great you, team thank you Bridget. we appreciate checking in let's go giants there you go let's go giants good luck to your giants on sunday interesting Cutting the flavor of the mustard. Okay, makes a little more sense now. Because for face value, obviously, doesn't make much sense. Sus, go ahead. You have something to add to this? We go so, to the booth. So we, I just got off the phone with another caller mm-hmm. who uh, wanted to like weigh in on this as well. But he didn't he, want to get on the air with me? He just wanted to talk to you? Oh. I, I guess he was running out of time or something. Oh, oh, but okay. he... Was, this caller was telling me hmm. that it's because of the fact that from the must like it's from the stalk of where the mustard seeds come from, like the, okay. the plant. So that you're actually ah cutting the mustard stalk. Yeah, something something along those lines. If, and to the caller, so like that, if you I have was, a if you have a weapon that's not sharp enough, you'd be like, well, that's not going to cut the mustard stalk. Something, yeah, something along yeah. those lines. And by the way, to that caller that I was just I was just talking with, if I butchered that, I apologize, but. Well, that's why he's got to call himself. We can't just go to the booth and rely upon, you know, Sus to relay the message here, we, right? He's got to, if he wants to get his message clear and eh, make sure there's no uh, 
misunderstanding. He's got a call directly. I mean, I trust you, Sus. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. It, it does make a lot more sense, but, like, I, and I appreciate that caller because I actually, like, huh, I didn't know that's how mustard works. Right. Me neither. I had no idea. This is why we're learning. But you got to give it a little thought because at, at the surface of it, cutting the mustard, well, how is that possible? Dominic is calling from West Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Dominic? Hey, Sal. How you doing, buddy? Good, Dominic. How are you? Good, thank you. Big fan of you on SNY. I love you every night. I watch you, and uh, I wanted to talk about Carlos Correa. Okay, thank you very much. Go ahead. What's on your mind? You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I'm starting to get a little nervous. I mean, this thing's dragging. I mean, I don't understand. You know, I know he's got the ankle injury, but if it's true that the Twins are willing to, you know, offer whatever, do you think he'll, you think that Boris will come back to Cole to see if he matches it or not, if, you know, if that turns out that way. Well, if he does that, I have a hard time thinking the Mets wouldn't end up with Minnesota because think about what would have to happen for that to be the case. That means the Twins doctors would have to see something or, or not see something that the Mets doctors saw and they would overextend themselves. Think about this. The Minnesota Twins, they're going to overextend themselves and not see something that both the Giants and the Mets saw and say, ah, you know what, screw it. If he gets hurt, we'll be all right. Where, in fact, they wouldn't be okay. The Mets could absorb that type of blow. The Twins cannot. So I don't see any way that the Twins would outbid the Mets. It just doesn't make sense. I can't comprehend it. Hey, Sal, can I ask you one more question? Absolutely. You can ask me more. Just tell me how great I am at SNY. <laughs> you are great. I well, love you. Uh, you. Yeah. Uh, with DeGrom, I remember throughout the year you kept saying he wasn't going to come back, he wasn't going to come back. But I was confused because I remember a couple times throughout the year DeGrom was saying, this is where I want to be. The fans have always been great to me. What changed? Like, I don't understand because... He lied you know, to I you. Mean, he lied. I told you the truth. He lied. That's Nothing changed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I wish him the best, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I I'll leave it like this. I love DeGrom, but he couldn't shine Seavers shoes on his worst days. Wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, Dominic, I don't, I look DeGrom on it. And thank you for the call, Dom. We appreciate checking in. I do appreciate the kind words. Uh, look, Seaver is a whole nother level, but DeGrom was obviously compared to Seaver and rightfully so for what he did. I mean, DeGrom at his peak was the best pitcher I have ever seen in my lifetime, but he didn't want to be here. He didn't like it here for whatever reason. I'm not joking around about saying I don't wish him the best. I mean, I don't. I don't wish him the best because I think it would still hurt me. I'm being honest here. It would still hurt me to see him go out there and dominate in a friggin' Texas Rangers uniform. So, no, I don't want to see that. I'm not rooting. I mean, he got what he wanted. He got the big contract. Didn't want to be here. So be it. And he's as far away, basically, as you could be. I mean, AL West, Texas Rangers. Irrelevant, for the most part, in regards to the Mets. But he never wanted to be here. The reason why I was saying that he was going to leave is I heard all that stuff that has since now you know, become kind of mainstream where he was unhappy for whatever reason. There were multiple reasons. And... The proof was in the pudding where he didn't even go back to the Mets after he got that offer from Texas. Not that they would have matched anyway, but he never went back to him. He just simply did not want to be here. It's nothing personal against the fans. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's just either New York, the organization, the contract, whatever. 
there were many reasons why DeGrom didn't want to be here. And you know what? The Mets moved on, and so was he. And now we need to do the same. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan, going till 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Let's go to the booth real quick before we go back to the phones. Sus, what uh, what's going on in there as far as the phones go? You're telling me there's some calls here that are annoying you? No, not annoying. Oh, okay. more or less just more or less just the fact that so this term like cutting the mustard yeah. has basically taken taken it like its own taken on its own life, so to speak, hmm. and. There's I've had multiple people either telling me that it's it has to do with like mustard stock. Okay. Like corn stock. So that seems to be like if we were taking a poll, that would be the number one answer. Yeah, I've heard that. And then the other one, and I and I got back from like a last previous caller, uh, he told me that it has to do like cutting the mustard, like mustering up like it, cutting the mustard, must- like without a D? Yeah. Like mustering up, like, yeah. and he said it had like a military connotation. Like you muster up a group of people, mm-hmm. and it, like, let's say it doesn't cut the muster. Yeah, like if, huh. you, like if you don't gather up with every with the rest of the unit or something, right. so to speak. Oh, maybe that. I mean, that sounds like it would fit. Did you Google that one? Do you have time to look that one? I, up? I, I'm gonna have to look through that one. Okay, like, that's all right. We'll come back to you. We'll go back to the booth in a little bit. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Fabian is calling from Bridgeport, Connecticut. What's up, Fabian? Hey, so good morning. Good morning, Fabian. Uh, I got a question for you. I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard Jets fan, and I, I the eye test that tells me Zach Wilson's just not the guy coming out of college. I didn't like him. I didn't, you know, you 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 say arm talent a lot, and I and I do get that he does have the arm talent, but so does a lot of guys in the NFL that aren't good. My question is more so of if the Bears go ahead and do draft another quarterback that I've been hearing from the experts, whatnot, would you be willing to take a chance on Justin Fields? Because the eye test tells me Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Wilson. Well, I mean, Justin Fields has done more than Zach Wilson has. He's a better runner for sure. I've watched a lot of Justin Fields uh, this year, Fabian, uh, because I had him on my fantasy team, so I paid close attention to him. I worry about him much like I would Lamar Jackson staying healthy. And I also don't like the way Justin Fields throws the football. Also, the Bears got their clock clean. Now, if you put him on a Jets who are a better team, clearly, would that be different? Maybe. Put it this way. I'd be open to the idea. I'd be open to it. The only reason I say that is because I did watch him in college a lot because I'm an Ohio State guy, and he can shred the defense throwing the football. And that Chicago has no offensive line. They have no offensive weapons that would even help them. The Jets have, mm-hmm. with Vera Tuck and, and, and McGovern coming back, they're going to have a better offensive line. And to me, they have far better weapons to help them. So he wouldn't be required to run the ball as much. He'll, be, he'll have that threat of a run, but he won't really have to. Right. They look, they are going to get a lot for fields if that's the direction that they decide to go in. And thank you for the call, Fabian. Appreciate you taking the time to call. The I, I would not do it. I like Justin Fields. I don't like him enough to go all in and give up what it's going to take to be able to get him. 
and also give up Zach Wilson. Now, if you're asking me what I'd rather have right now, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, it's not close. I mean, there are a lot of quarterbacks that I'd rather have than Zach Wilson. But I'm not sold that Fields is definitively the guy. By the way, if he were, Chicago wouldn't be giving him up. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to. We don't know that yet, but there is talk about that. And not that that would be my deciding factor. I've just watched him. He reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton. The way he throws the football on just a line drive. You know, I never loved Cam as a thrower of the football. Fields is a beast, man. But I don't think that that would be the way that I would go. Look, it's a tough call. It depends on... And that's why I think even more important than the quarterback is the offensive system. No, look at what Dable's doing with Daniel Jones. Like he's they've been able to win games with him. You think Justin Fields better runner than Daniel Jones? Of course he is. But look at what they've done with with Daniel, and, it's, and that's because of the offensive system. I mean, Jones gets credit too, of course. But I'm saying it's about coaching as well. Maybe Fields in the right spot could be even more successful. Is that right spot the Jets? Uh, I don't think with this current offense. Sal is calling from Matawan. What's up, Sal? Hey, Sal. How you been, pal? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I just wanted to let the FAN family know that um, on December 31st at 12.05 p.m., I met my new best friend, um, my son, Michael, and his wife, Shelby, gave me and Julie our first grandchild. Congratulations, Sal. Very happy to yes. hear that. Yes, Caleb Petrillo. So, Congratulations. Uh, we're, we're all happy about that. Um, also, I'm supposed to have, uh, I, I did the right thing for once. So I was supposed to have some minor surgery on January 13th, and I scheduled it that way. So, this way, I can't, I'm not supposed to lift or do anything for the whole weekend. There you so go. You'll I be have... home watching. <laughs> That's right. Smart move. Um, yeah. Uh, it's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I got to go schedule surgery this weekend <laughs> or next weekend. Yeah, right. Just twist an ankle. Just yeah. tell your wife you twisted something. That's all. <laughs> but uh, on the Jets, yeah, I, I agree with you. And what that caller was saying earlier, I think, yeah, Kubiak would be uh, a, a good move to, to mental on the floor and, and uh, help that, that, that offense out because something's got to be done. I mean, Zach's got something there and. You know, hopefully sometime, you know, next year, you know, they'll they'll get someone that can mentor him, a, a quarterback that will help him, a more mature uh, quarterback. And like I said, he's a 22-year-old kid. You know, he's going to learn and hopefully grow. And um, I, I'd give him next year. Give him a, another year, maybe seven or eight games into the season. You know, you let him start some games, and, and hopefully it'll turn around for him. Yeah, I mean, I, look, there are no – you can't know, Sal, and thank you for the call and congratulations once again. You're not, you're not going to be able to know. So a lot of fans want to make their decision already based off of two years, and that's fine. You, you're entitled to make your decision. I don't think that it's right to do that. And I don't – well, not, I don't think. I know that they have not put Zach Wilson in a position to succeed. I want to see more. I want to see it done the right way. They admitted that they screwed it up. They admitted it. Two years later, eh, you know what? In hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have just rolled him out. Oh, you think? You think? What was your first clue? Because I could go back to week one, year one. 
with Zach Wilson and say, oh, my God, this guy's not ready. What are you doing to him? So I want to restart now. I want to pretend that the last two years never happened. And now, again, I don't know all the realistic options that are going to be there. I Obviously, I know the free agents, but I'm talking about as far as Rodgers goes, you know, is Lamar Jackson going to want to come to the Jets? I mean, I'm assuming if they pay him the most money, he probably would. Is that something you know, that's something I would strongly consider? Obviously, Rodgers would be something I would consider. I don't think it's realistic that Rodgers is going to want to come to the Jets, but it's something I consider. Garoppolo, no. Carr, no. Mayfield, no. I'm not trading for Fields. I'd rather go have Matt Ryan be my my quarterback, or at least the veteran quarterback, to mentor Zach Wilson and teach him how to be a franchise quarterback. All the important things that go along with it. He can't obviously throw the football for him. That's something Zach's got to do on his own. But I know Ryan would be the perfect mentor for him. Oh, and by the way, he could still win games now if that's what you're looking for. If you want Zach to sit, say, four, five, six games, whatever it is, to start the year. Evaluate how Ryan does with that offense. See how it's going. And if you feel like it needs to be elevated to another level and Zach could do it, then you do it. It's either got to be that or then just blow it up and say, forget Wilson and go get whatever top quarterback you can get. But I don't think Garoppolo is the answer. Like, that's just stupid. Why would you go get Jimmy Garoppolo? A guy who's basically hasn't been good enough for the 49ers. Well, he took him to a Super Bowl. No, that team was great around him. He maybe held him back from winning a Super Bowl. If Garoppolo was that good, why wouldn't the Niners just keep him as their quarterback? Why would they go take Trey Lance? They feel like they needed to get to another level. Look at Garoppolo as a lesser version of Alex Smith. Because I don't even think he's as good as Alex Smith. And what happened there? Smith took the Chiefs to a certain point. Andy Reid knew they needed to get to another level. In comes Mahomes. And that's the guy, Garoppolo, that's the guy that you think is going to be the savior for the Jets? Guy who couldn't even really get it done for the Niners? No, no way. Jim is calling from Bridgewater, New Jersey. What's up, Jim? Hey, Jim. Jim. Oh, Jim. I'll put you on hold, Jim, because I feel bad just hanging up on you. Pat from the Bronx, Pat. Hey, Sal. How are you, Pat? Yeah, the Jets are done. Uh, Zach Wilson, the eye test tells me he's not a quarterback, but uh, didn't Steve Young sit for a couple of years? Didn't Adam Rogers sit for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him sit. Let him watch someone who knows how to throw. You never know. Right. Well, I mean, I just don't. If it were me, I wouldn't be making a decision like that. See, if I'm Joe Douglas and I picked Zach Wilson, I didn't pick him saying that, well, he's going to be great right now. I picked him thinking this guy is going to be the franchise quarterback. Now, he screwed up with the way that he built the thing around Zach Wilson. But if I picked him and believed that he was my guy, why would I go away from that after two years? Why? Well, they had a great draft this year, so maybe he knows how to draft. Maybe there is something in Zach Wilson. Correct. Correct. Maybe we should trust him. I think that's a good 
good idea. What about Korea? When is he going to sign? Don't you think it's kind of crucial? If we don't get Korea, we're sending out the same line. We've got one hit against the Padres in Game 3 of the Wild Card Series. Yeah, I, the Mets are going to go get another bat. Not maybe not, not in the offseason, uh, although Brian Reynolds would be a decent option if they could go trade for him. They'll figure something out. See, here's the thing, Pat. You know that Steve Cohen knows they need one more piece. You know that they're going to try to go out there and get a bat. Now, there's not one available that they could buy that fits what Correa does, but maybe they could go trade for one. And they're going to have to if they want to get to that next level, whether it's now or at the trade deadline. But you know people always cheat the Mets. You know they always see the Mets. Oh, you'll get a lot from the Mets. Give them, give them a good Get three or four really good prospects. You can always cheat the Mets. No, I don't think that that's uh, that, that has anything to do with it. What do you mean? Where, what trade are you coming up with in that? How example? about Ruff? What do you mean you write three prospects to get Ruff? Yeah, I mean that was just a stupid. I mean, they, but they were meaningless prospects anyway. You hope? Yeah. Well, I mean, look to, to your point. You should never trade four players for Darren Ruff. I don't care who they are, but uh, the fact that it took that much. But that's just one. That was an insignificant trade. This it has to be this year, South. He said within five years, it has to be this year. No, but, Pat, it's hard. It's hard to win a, and thank you for the call, it's hard to win a World Series. You can't just, oh, it has to be now. It has to be this year. I know he said five years. He was just saying the window that he expected to be legitimate contenders for it. You can't, even he, even Steve Cohen, with all his money, you can't buy a World Series win. It doesn't work like that. He's trying, and that's why I'm not going to be bent out of shape. Now, I'll be bothered, and maybe when I do get the actual news that Correa signs with the Twins or whoever, uh, maybe I will be a little annoyed. But eventually, I'll get over it and move on and be like, all right, well, it's not him, but they didn't really have him anyway because he signed with the Giants. He was gone anyway. But then, of course, they get our hopes up and they get us all excited. But my bigger takeaway from that whole thing was that We now know, we have proof that Steve Cohen is willing to do whatever it takes to build a winner. Obviously, it's got to be a smart move. It's not going to be reckless. It's got to be the right move. Correa was that right move. He's that guy. Unfortunately, his medicals didn't hold up. Think about it. Cohen, on top of all the money that he spent, was going to give another $300-plus contract. What? I was shocked, actually. Even I was like, oh, come on, that'd be too much. Yeah, they need Correa. I want Correa, but I'm being greedy. That's too much. And then, boom, the Mets agree with Correa. What? They actually did it, which shows me that for the right player, he will spare no expense. And I think that's all you could ask for as an owner. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Here's uh, well. First off, how was it working uh, Sunday mornings? Uh, it was great. I had a I had a good time with Moose. Uh, the commute was nice. So the, the show was nice. It was uh, a nice a nice shift. Nice time. A nice. Yeah, nice I, heard, show. I heard a lot of laughing sound going on there. That's probably the most I've heard you laugh in a while too. Uh, but, well, uh, well, it was probably because I was on during a decent hour. I could see the sun. Around you, here. Yeah. I was so, refreshed. Uh, like, hey, I came in fresh, not half asleep. Yeah, you, you didn't know what the sun looked like. That was that was fine. But. Uh, but um, okay, well, here, here's a weird question before I get to the, the Giants. Um, how much do you think Heyman is actually hoping that the, the Mets actually sign him, considering uh, the debacle with Judge? 
That's uh, right because isn't he the one who? Well, he did know, say they had for, an agreement, which they did. Right? But, no, I know. But, <laughs> I mean, that would that would still would be kind of kind of weird. Like, oh man, I, I thought I had that one in the bag, and it still didn't go through. Put it this way: I don't think Heyman cares where he signs as long as as long as Heyman has it first, which he <laughs> might. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, uh, I don't know if you caught any of the morning show yesterday, uh, but I, did I not. felt so bad. Okay, I, <laughs> I. I, I really don't have too much of an opinion on the on this uh, the wild card weekend, other than the fact I'm actually glad that Detroit won. Uh, it was nice to see a team go out and actually still play, even though they were eliminated. Um, but you know, I, I felt so bad for Geo because he he is so down on on the Vikings' chances, you know, of, of uh, winning this game. Why you know, did he, he pick the Giants? He's been saying for like the last three weeks. He was, he was saying that he's like, I know how this is going to work out. No, he's playing they're, they're possum. Gonna, they're going to play. They're going to play them. Yeah, they're going to lose. Nah, you know, Gio's playing possum. He knows deep down the Vikings are going to crush the Giants. I really believe I, that he feels that. Well, I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if he, he's doing a really. I good think he's job playing possum. Playing it up. So, but I mean, I, I feel so bad. I'm all in on the on the Vikings for him for this weekend. So. Well, and yeah. and because you probably hate the Giants. No, no, no! I like the Giants. Oh, okay, the Giants okay. Well, I know I mean, you're I'm a Jets, Jets fan, fan but yeah. I, I, you know, they, you know, I, I don't, I don't dislike the Giants. I mean, I always root for them when they, when they play. I mean, other than against the Jets, but that's only every, you know, four years anyway. But um, no, but I, I just feel so bad. I'm like, you know, the, uh, for for Gio, I, I, I just want to see him get past that point of uh, of despair. So yeah, that's going to uh, be a fun I'm, one. I'm rooting more for him this weekend than than I would say even the Vikings. Yeah, all right, so, Eric. But, uh, but but um, mm. you know, it, but it should be okay. a good weekend. I mean, the uh, I like Jacksonville. I think uh, you know they they got a good shot, especially I think. Well, Williams is out for the Chargers. No, I oh, think that, well, I think uh, he might be playing now, but it's way too early for oh, picks, Eric. What are you kidding me? Right. Come on, you got to give me. I got to take well, a break here. The uh, all right, I'll let you go. But you know, yeah. I, I just like I like Jacksonville's chances. I mean, they've been they've been playing well. They got a lot of momentum. Yeah, I don't a, see them going very far. I think that's but, an interesting. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's an interesting game with those two quarterbacks and those two young teams. And thank you for the call, Eric. As always, appreciate checking in. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for all the games. I know some of the games on you know the Niners, Seahawks that really do it for you. But it's a playoff game, Wild Card Weekend. Uh look, I mean, it's way too early to start making these predictions. But we've known about the or at least we assumed it was going to be Giants-Vikings for a while. My feel on that game is I'd be scared to bet against Brian Dable, but if the majority of people are picking the Giants to win, I'm going the other way. That's just how, in, in that spot in particular, where it seems, oh, oh, Giants, Giants. And people have been saying the Giants are going to... It, since they lost that game in Minnesota Week 16... Everybody's saying, oh, if they meet Minnesota again, they're going to beat them. Oh, if they play Minnesota again, they're going to beat them. Well, here we are. They're playing Minnesota again. I wouldn't be so sure that they're going to beat them. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan goal till 5 a.m. About 11 minutes or so. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. We'll finish up on the phones. Be back again tonight again at midnight. Got to rest up my voice. 
Uh, I got to rest up everything. I got to go home. Hopefully, I make it home. You know, it's a little dangerous uh, driving home at this at this hour on little sleep. But anyway, hopefully, we make it home. Knock on wood. Uh, get some rest and come back and do it all again tomorrow. And I'm sure talk about the same thing. Although, I do get the feeling that Correa will a decision will be made. Like, all right, it's already Tuesday. They said soon last week something's got to give here. Plus the reports last night. I'd actually be surprised at this point if we didn't have a resolution to the Correa situation today. And maybe it's just me hoping. Anthony is in Yonkers. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's up, Sal? What's going on? How are you, Ant? Ah, all right. Uh, but, you know, you keep pumping out this, this Matt Ryan narrative, you know, and, and this team's ready to win now. Bringing a guy like that, man, he – he was garbage this year. He sucked. No, it wasn't. It wasn't his fault. If you if you watched the games, and I'm assuming you didn't. If you watched the games, it was the offensive line, the lack thereof. Yeah, the, but Sal, yeah. Sal, Sal, this team is way ahead of Zach Wilson. It's not about developing him. Anymore. Yeah, no, the Jets are we, great. That defense was so good this year, and the run game too was excellent. You know what else was good? The specials and the coaching. I mean, you're right. They're terrific in almost every area. What was I thinking? Oh, okay, Sal. What about that? They were a top four defense this year. Yeah, how was it when the Jets and Zach Wilson had the lead against the Lions late? How'd that defense do? That big bad defense. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they let up. They let. They let up a couple. Uh, oh, that, a couple, that lost uh, the game. Know, that, they they lost the what? game for them. The defense is no, overrated. I, the defense is overrated. Correct. Okay. De- it all is. Right. Well, but Sal, me- Sal, you want Sal? Really, Matt Ryan? I mean, come on. It, it, you're better than that. I did, mean, did I Matt tell Ryan, you Matt Ryan's the Matt Ryan is better than anything the Jets organization has ever seen? And I, you're saying I'm better than that? Like the Jets organization wouldn't know what to do with a guy like Matt Ryan. I mean, I, I don't understand what what the problem is. Did you hear why well, I? Did you hear the explanation I gave? Or do you yeah, want me to repeat it? About, it's not about developing anymore. These, this this team is ready to win now. Not to deve- like I said, right, not but, developing Zach Wilson. Okay, so you're ready to give up on Zach Wilson. So then that's fine. Which quarterback do yeah, you want? You don't you don't. Think a guy like Derek Carr is better than Matt Ryan? I think Derek Carr sucks. How about that? Oh my God, my oh my God! Well, yeah, I want Matt. I want Matt Ryan who who blew a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's who I want. Right? Oh no! How many how many Super Bowls did Jets seen? Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. How many what, Super Bowls? How many Super Bowls Derek Carr seen? How many MVPs does Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo have combined? Up, 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 up. How many? Up, 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 up. How many? How many Jets? Matt. How many Jets won the MVP? How many? Go ahead, <laughs> Sal, Anthony. Here's the, here's the thing: you and the organization you root for don't have a clue. And thank you for the call. I do. If they listen to me, they'd be in a better position than they are right now. And if you're telling me you want to move on from Zach Wilson, fine. Then who's the quarterback? Derek Carr is the answer. The same guy who just got benched. By the Raiders. That's the guy you want? Or you want Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, those are really high standards. The same guy that the Niners couldn't wait to replace. That's the guy that, that's your savior. Because you think the Jets are ready to win now. Except you're wrong. They're not. It's not just the quarterback. It's the coach. It's the special teams. It's the offensive line. It's the run game. It's that overrated defense. All of it. It's not good enough. You know what it is? It's the same old Jets. I'm trying to help you here. Stay the course. The plan was to be Zach Wilson's team. He's the quarterback they drafted. You believe in Joe Douglas or no? 
Derek Carr? <laughs> Derek Carr. That, that's your answer. Hey, look, if you like losing, and apparently you do because you root for a team and that's all that they do is lose, then Derek Carr is your guy. Go get Garoppolo. Go get Carr. I don't care. Good God. Oh, because Matt Ryan blew the Super Bowl. Yeah, you knucklehead. A, he was in a Super Bowl, something you have been sniffed in your lifetime. B, he didn't blow it. C, he won an MVP. I'll wait for you to call me and tell me the last time a Jet won the MVP. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, Brett. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, I can't wait till this weekend when the Giants begin the Super Bowl run. They're going to beat the Vikings. <laughs> Then they're going to beat the Eagles. I needed a good laugh. Then the 49ers in the Mm. NFC Championship game. That is going to be hard. Who are they taking down in the the Super Bowl? Bowl. Okay, Bengals. Giants over the Bengals in the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, Giants and the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough games. The 49ers are going to be tough, but a a rookie quarterback never won a Super Bowl, even got to one. So you you, can't really bank on Brock Birdie, so I'm not worried about it. Did you bet this? I hope that you do for your sake. Yeah, well, I didn't bet it, but... Uh, well, why I just, not? You know, Put your money where you, your mouth I've been is. Tell, I've been telling you about this for what? How many years and how long this year? So, you know you know, I'm serious about it. I, but that's what I'm saying. So Put your money week. where your mouth is. I just didn't get to put it in. Now it's like people are on the Giants, so it's not as big oh, of a long okay. shot, you yeah. know? But, I uh, get you. Now, get you sounded like a hypocrite before the call before me. With what? I know you're kidding, though. You, you, you cannot. You're too smart for that. You just said to the guy about that... Uh, Matt Ryan had no offensive line. You can't say that because whenever we said that about Daniel Jones, you like yelled and yeah, and got but me off but the radio. but Brett, you, you're you're, you're forgetting for yeah, but Daniel you're forgetting Jones, two you things. Matt Ryan. Brett, what is Matt Ryan's strength as a quarterback? No, but add that. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What is his strength as a quarterback? Or better yet, because you because you don't know Matt Ryan. Passer. Better yet, what is Daniel Jones' strength as then a quarterback? He, then he's used. Then he, uh, now I'll entertain that. Fine. If that's the angle you're going. Then no, that's useless. one angle. That's one he's angle. Useless. You know the other you're angle. Do you know no the other angle? Do you know useless. the other okay, angle? Yeah, that's right. If you don't have a good offensive line in front of a pocket passer, he's you screwed. Make no sense. Obviously, you make no, sense. no Brett. Then Brett. He's not mobile and he's worthless right now. No. You don't need a guy like that. that. That's wrong. You don't need him at all. Right. He's useless now. Is Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady useless? Tom Brady has the quickest release in the NFL. Yeah, okay, so, but he's useless as a pocket passer. I mean, Brett, you, the now other now thing you forget. the worst offensive line. Brett, to get Brett the, the other now thing now you forget, the, the difference in Daniel Jones and Matt Ryan. You sound silly right now. Brett, 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 the difference, Brett, the difference between Daniel Jones and Matt Ryan, you friggin' moron, is that Matt Ryan won an MVP! Oh, you're saying the offensive line? Yeah, Matt Ryan at this point in his career and ever. If he doesn't have a good offensive line, he's going to be useless. He's a pocket passer. Pocket passers need a good offensive line. You were using the offensive line as an excuse to evaluate Daniel Jones. That's not what I was doing. I already know what Matt Ryan is as a quarterback. What don't you get? Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee, New Jersey. What's up, Mitchell? Sal, you okay there? Boy, oh boy, you can really get hot-tempered at the last uh, three minutes of the, the showtime. Yeah, I've, okay. ha- I've had enough. Uh, yeah, I see that. Uh, listen, with the Giants, you know, it's great the Giants made the playoffs this year. The team, if they if they win the first game against Minnesota, all right, I, I can live with that. But that's the problem they're going. One game and they're out. They're not going to beat the, 
They're not going to beat the Eagles with the full team in there and everything else. It's just it was, it's a nice run they had, you know, for one you know one year. They did a good job. They played hard. They made the playoffs. But I can't see them. You know, Minnesota style, they really can't beat them. They, when they went to Minnesota a few weeks ago, they outplayed them, and they with the stupid fumbles and the stupid plays they did, and you know, at the end of the call, at the end zone, and everything. That's how they blew up. I think I really do believe the Giants will win Sunday, and then we'll go to uh, uh, the Eagles for the final week, and then that'll call the game, call of the year, say goodbye. Well, I mean, look, if they – no, I'm not going to make a prediction on the game yet. Thanks for the call, Mitchell. If the Giants win a playoff game, I don't care who it's against, and obviously in this case it would be Minnesota, that is – the fact that they've already made the playoffs is exceeding all expectations this year. So if they could win a playoff game on top of that, now you're talking about just a magical season, even if they got smoked in the next round, which, I mean – at this point, how could you doubt the Giants? Now, I don't feel as confident as some others do. But it's hard to bet against Brian Dable or pick against Brian Dable. Plus, Minnesota is, I never felt like they were a great 13-4, and four, you know, a dominant top team. Where we've seen 13-3, and three, not 13-4 and because that's, a, you know, the new thing. But we've seen 13-3 and three teams in the in the history of the sport where you feel like, hey, that's a dominant football team. I'm not there with Minnesota. Now they've won a lot of close games, sure. Maybe that's part of it. But the way the, the league is with all the parity, you know, it's hard to just judge on blowout wins. A lot of teams aren't winning. You know, blowout games every week. That's what made Philadelphia so impressive. I still think Philadelphia and, and the Niners, you know, I was saying it all year long. Niners, Cowboys... And then the Eagles were the three best teams in the NFC. I mean, it proved out to be that way record-wise as well. Well, I mean, you got, obviously, the Vikings as the three, but you get the point. And we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking about it more. We'll see what Daniel Jones can do in the postseason. And I love what Dable said going into it. The experience can be overrated and all that stuff. You do the same thing you do week one. Same thing you do to win in week one, you do in the postseason. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Sus for his help. Thanks to all the callers and the listeners, as always. Appreciate each and every one of you. Back again later tonight at midnight for a Wednesday show. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.